This is the Real Talk University podcast, where your hosts, Andre and Christian, explore success stories outside of the classroom. What is up, guys? We are back with another episode of Real Talk University. Again, another world-class entrepreneur that we had for an interview, Evan Carmichael. We're really excited to share this episode with you guys. Uh, He works to solve the world's biggest problem, which in his mind is untapped human potential, which we're a huge believer in as well. Uh, His slogan is just believe. He's huge about believing in yourself, finding your why, finding what drives you, and also being self-aware of who you are and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really fun interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. And I'm going to let Christian talk as well. Yeah, I think when you guys see the episode, you'll notice that he's driving in his car from Sacramento to somewhere in Utah, I believe. So that just goes to show his work ethic. He was willing to sit down and talk with us while focusing on the road. He's definitely an incredible guy. He has a lot of good insights. His website is really well designed when I was researching him. It was one of the more well-put-together websites I've seen. He's just an all-around incredible guy, and we really, really appreciated having him on. So as always, guys, make sure to check us out on YouTube. And for the March Madness this year, we're going to be doing a bracket pool with the winner receiving a free ebook. So make sure to check our Twitter on how to get into that. And let's go. What is up, everyone? Before we get into this brand new episode of Real Talk University, I wanted to deliver to you guys a message and a special offer from our sponsor, Audible. Audible is the largest audiobook platform on the planet, and they are offering our listeners, the Real Talk University podcast community, with a free 30-day trial of their platform, which includes one free audiobook. If you don't like Audible after 30 days for free, you could literally quit End the subscription and not be charged and still get your one free audiobook. On this podcast, you guys know we stress the importance of self-education, personal development, reading, all that kind of stuff. And this is your opportunity. There's absolutely no excuse to not hop on this. We are offering a free 30-day trial. Test it out. If it's not something you like, no problem. There's literally no risk. You're getting a free audiobook, a free 30-day trial with the platform. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash real talk again that's audibletrial.com slash real talk there's going to be a link in the show notes go ahead sign up let us know what book you choose let us know what you think and uh best of luck but this literally guys is your key to success and your pathway to personal development there's absolutely no excuse Hey, hey how you doing? There, there we go. All right. <laughs> How's it going, man? We got it. Are you wearing a Grant Cardone hat there? Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Bad hair day. I love, it. I love it. I love it. Well, better than better than no hair day, so. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm Andre. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. And uh, this is Christian. Cool, man. Real Talk University. I really appreciate you taking the time. So we're just going to get right into a few of the questions we came up with. Uh, just see where it goes. Let's do it. All right. So first, we're going to start out with a little game. Can you give us three statements and have them be two truths and a lie? We'll try to pick out the lie. I like the voice. He's got that voice ready to go. Man, that's great. Uh, two truths and a lie. Uh, about myself? Yeah. Got it. Uh, I am a millennial. I 
Gen Z. What's a good one, Nina? I'm a millennial, number one. Uh, I have two dogs, and my favorite food is sushi. Sushi's not your favorite food. I'm going to say the second one. You don't have two dogs. What was the first one again? <laughs> I am a millennial. Yeah, I'm the yeah. first year millennial. Uh, yeah, I, my favorite food is pizza. Oh, I have two dogs. Damn. That's All actually right. my favorite food, too. That's, <laughs> That's why I got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. it. Sweet. So we'll get right into it here. So what inspired you to want to help others find their potential? Because I noticed on your website, that's mainly what you go for is helping people. Uh, well, I think your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you struggled with the most, your purpose in life will be helping other people who are currently going through that thing that you struggled with. So I struggled so much in being an entrepreneur that I want to help other people who are entrepreneurs figure out what, what their, what their model should be, what their business should be, what their purpose should be. Uh, because I almost give up and quit. So yes. that's why I do what I do. That's awesome. So like, how would you compare entrepreneurship from when you started to kind of what it is now, just to put it in perspective? I think it's more acceptable now. So I, I mean, I was born in 1980, uh, first year of the millennial, so I'm the grandpa millennial. Uh, and what, you know, when I started, nobody was talking about being an entrepreneur. I mean, in my high school yearbook, I said I wanted to be a banker. I was going to be VP at a bank in 10 years. It just wasn't a thing that most people did. You had to be kind of crazy to be an entrepreneur or just kicked out of school or like nobody really went into it by choice that much um now it's it's popular and it's been accepted and it's also just way easier to win yeah. you know you used to have to have a ton of money and connections and it was just so much harder now you have a cell phone you're in business it's great exactly. it's so much easier and and like the i don't know to it, like people like you like there's just mentorship and all that kind of stuff like you could just kind of like rely on others to show you the way like before it was kind of just taking a shot into the wind you know yeah i mean i don't this is a podcast so your your audience may not be able to hear or see you but you got a 10x hat on grant cardone grant's going live multiple times per week on his instagram right like you could learn from him you might you might get lucky and be able to go live with him you're talking yeah. to me right now this this was not available Exactly. You know, I, I mean, I learned from Bill Gates. He saved my company. Uh, I've never met him, but I learned from his story. And that's why I do what I do of sharing the stories. But I go back to me being 19, struggling my first business. I can, I can hop on Instagram and actually get one-on-one -on -one mentoring from somebody. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just yeah. the ease of access. So in terms of how you mentor people, how did you come up with the circle of potential that I saw on your website? Like, where'd you get the idea for that? I just, I just, it came out of my head. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, what does it take? What does it take to reach your potential? What are the, some of the things that, that actually would help? And so the beginning of self-awareness just to figure out who you are, what you stand for, all of that. But then all the other pieces are just what I thought of from my experience and the, the entrepreneurs that I've helped along their journey, what I thought would be the most important pieces. Definitely. Awesome. So like, it's, like it obviously it's like a well-balanced circle, but what do you see on that circle that most people struggle with usually, or is it kind of balanced with that as well? I think the self-awareness piece, man, I think most people have no idea what, what their purpose is. They, they don't like, what's your purpose? Ask, ask 
people on the street, they have no idea. They don't know how to answer that question. They're yeah. stuck trying to pay rent and survive, worrying about who's going to win the game this weekend, not living a purpose-filled life. So people have no idea. Uh, I think once you figure out that you know what you're doing, like you are capable. I think everybody has Michael Jordan-level talent at something. You just don't even – just either don't know what it is or you have found it, but you don't believe in yourself enough to chase it down. So uh, I think once you once you found it and you believe in it, the world starts to open up. Then, then the other parts of the circle unlock themselves. Then you'll, then you'll go off and seek mentorship. Then you'll go off and try experiences. Then you'll go off and, and, and create action plans. Like all the other stuff falls in line, but without the self-awareness piece, without you believing that you're amazing at something, that you could be a genius at something, you don't do the rest. Exactly. So like for people out there that are so eager to like be in that position, how could they actually go out there and find their why and find their purpose in life. Like, what are some things you, you, you like advice you give on that? So I have a process, who, why, how. The who is your one word. What's your most important core value? For me, it's believe. For you, it might be somebody else. For Grant, it's freedom. You know, like you got to figure out what your most important one word is, what you stand for as a human. Because until you figure that out, you're going to be constantly swayed by other people. What they want for your life instead of what you want. So... Uh, you got to figure that out first. Next is your, your why. So your purpose comes from your pain. I could believe in anybody. Why entrepreneurs? Well, because I struggled so much as an entrepreneur myself. And so you think back to your most painful moment. You're great. You'll, you'll enjoy helping people, period. But the people who you'll enjoy helping the most are the ones who are currently struggling with the thing that you struggled with. And then the how is how you're actually going to do it. The, the most successful people in the world, they enjoy the game of doing the thing, not just the results of doing it. So right. there's a lot of ways you can achieve the how, uh, and that will change with time. You know, right now you guys are doing podcasts, but in, in 10 years, it might be you hologramming into somebody's living room, <laughs> sharing your message, right? Like it's not going to be the same how forever, but the, the who and the why will be forever. Like you guys, when you're, when you're 65, won't suddenly stop liking real talk. Like if anything, you're going to be just more grounded. It's just going to be realer talk because you care less about what other people think. You're just going to get, you're going to be like old men, like real talking, speaking truth forever. <laughs> right. So, but the, how you do it will may change. So the, the who and the why are for life, but then the how you figure out, but you have to enjoy the process of doing the work. Like if you don't, for people listening, maybe you want to start a podcast, but if you don't love interviewing people, and you don't love speaking into a microphone and having a show, then don't start a podcast. Just because it's a hot trend for the year, you're going to lose. You're going to get crushed by the people who actually love doing it. So you have to love the work. 100%. Hopefully yeah. uh, we can take Real Talk into maybe one day make it a Real Talk retirement home instead of Real Talk University. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, so a big, thing, a big thing for me lately is like mental health. Like I'm always trying to be positive, always trying to make sure that I'm on top of my things mentally. So how important is mental health and maximizing someone's potential? A lot, man. I think it starts with doing work that you're pumped for. Yep. I think if, if I had to be an accountant all day long, I'd hate my life. <laughs> I just don't like accounting. Right. I mean, maybe I'm sure there's people who love accounting, like numbers turns them on. Amazing. Like that's not me. I don't want to be an accountant. And so I, I would not be productive or motivated or on fire, have energy if I had to wake up and be an accountant or that equivalent. Like most people, 
most of America wakes up and drives to a job that they hate, and then they stay in that job for a couple of decades. Like that's that's why most people hate their life. So so it starts with you having doing some kind of work for the day that you're looking forward to that you're going to enjoy. But then the next thing is having a morning routine that sets you up for success because you could have an amazing day today. Maybe after this, like, man, that was awesome. Fired up. Great. Next day you wake up and you're back to where you were. Yep. So most of America wakes up and what's the first thing they do? Check their phone. Okay. And before that, what do you do? Get out of bed. Let's hit the snooze button. Hit the snooze button. Nah, that's why you, you hit disable the snooze button. <laughs> right? Well, what, is that, what does that mean when you hit the snooze button? They're not ready. You're, You're not excited. ready? You're not excited. You're not, not pumped. A, not excited. Here's how I see it. You set a goal last night to wake up at a certain time today. 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 8 a.m., noon. I don't care. I'm not judging what time you have to wake up. You set a goal. I'm going to wake up at this time. And the very first thing you do every morning, I'm not saying you two, but America, <laughs> is you smash the snooze button, you say, I am not going to hit my goal today. Yep. That's how you start your day, with every day. Loss. You start off with a loss every time. You start, yeah, and you're training yourself that you set goals and you don't follow through. That's how you start your day, say, I'm not going to hit my goal today. How do you expect to go off and have an amazing day and crush your goals as an entrepreneur and achieve huge things when every morning you can't even get out of bed when you say you're going to get out of bed? And so yeah. – Self-respect starts with setting goals and then following through on them. And so the morning routine becomes important. You get up when you say you're going to get up. And then you do the thing that gets you feeling bold and confident and motivated. Maybe that's watching a video or listening to a podcast, reading a book or active service or meditating. I don't care. Like if you need to meditate with your cat naked on your balcony every day, <laughs> great. Like that's how you start your day. Amazing. Right? It doesn't matter to me. But you've all felt like everybody listening, you felt motivated at some point in your life. It's happened. So yeah. what, what lets you feeling motivated and then do that every morning? Yeah. And I think motivation is like short term. So there's got to be like a long term solution. I think the key to that is like momentum, because like once you start getting wins and like you, you start feeling like that high from winning, like it just kind of it gets addicting. And it's obviously all starts with small wins, like just waking up when you tell yourself you're going to wake up. It gets it gets addictive because you start to change your identity for yourself. You yeah. start to see yourself as somebody who's successful, who's having success. That's the addictive part. It's like I'm I'm a successful person. Like I am starting to get results. I feel great about myself that I'm getting these results. And so that's why hitting the snooze button is the opposite. You're telling yourself that you suck. Mm -hmm. Telling yourself I don't hit my goals. So you have to be very careful about the goals you set for yourself and to make sure you follow through. And I love momentum. And I think you should, if you did something every day that made yourself feel proud, like I'm proud of myself today. Yeah. But you guys, you're proud of yourself for doing whatever. And I can't judge what you feel proud of or not. But if you're proud of yourself every day for doing something, whether you get a result or not, just the fact that you tried to do something and you're proud of that, that builds your self-respect, that creates momentum, and that changes your life. Definitely. So exactly. But yeah, like you touched on goals and whatnot. So like, how do you personally set goals? And then what happens if you don't hit a goal? Because like, it does happen sometimes. And like, obviously what matters is what you do about it. So, so here's the thing. So I don't, most of my goals are habits. They're not like, I want to make X amount of money by the end of the year. It's the habits, right? Like so it's not, I want to be able to lift X amount. It's, I want to, I want to be spending 
half an hour in the gym every day, or I want to make sure I'm waking up at this time every day. It's the habits you can check off and say, I did that. So I think that's where most people will mess up on their goals. It's, it's the daily habits. You are what you consistently do. It's not about achieving that outcome. It's about being the person who can achieve that outcome. And that's by setting daily and weekly consistent habits for yourself. If you don't hit it for some reason, then the big question is, are you proud of the reason why? So I had a guy, I'm doing this tour right now. I'm driving in the car between Sacramento and, and Salt Lake City, somewhere in Nevada right now, <laughs> desert. It's wild. Um, I had a guy in my Columbus stop, and he said, hey, Evan, I, I had a goal that I want to I want to do six days a week cold showers, okay? One day off, Saturday off, six days a week cold showers. It was Friday night, my workshop. He said, my heat's been out all day. I've been at my girlfriend's house all day. Her heat was off, and so I've been freezing all day long. And so I, I didn't do my cold shower like I said I would. Should I do my cold shower? I said, well, are you proud of the reason why you didn't do it? And he said, no. Okay, then you have to go take a cold shower. And then tomorrow, you have to take another cold shower, even though it's your day off, just to show yourself what you're capable of. Damn. And so when you don't do something, it's are you proud of the reason why not, right? So like I'm on this tour right now, 90 days, 23 cities. I'm, I'm two-thirds of the way through as we're talking. I've committed to going to the cities. I've sold tickets in these different cities. You know, if my mom went to the hospital tomorrow for something I would cancel my tour and go home and be with my mom I didn't follow through on my goals I didn't do what I said I was gonna do I'm disappointing a whole bunch of people who bought tickets and I do my best to make it up to them but I'm not gonna make everybody happy like some people will be pissed at me yeah. but am I proud of the reason why I didn't do my goal hell yeah so I'm okay yeah. with it right so when you set a goal you have to follow through and if you don't then then are you proud of the reason why not? And if you're not, then you have to come back twice as strong the next day just to show yourself. Damn, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> I like what you said about like being bigger than your goals, like showing yourself that you can do it. Like on your website, I saw that you have a big bag of Doritos on your desk just to like look at them and say to yourself <laughs> that you're bigger than the Doritos. I really like that. Yeah, damn the Doritos. <laughs> and I go weird duck on some of these strategies, guys. But I think, you know, when you're on a diet, people tell you get rid of the junk from your house. Uh, and, and okay, I think what that does is it trains yourself that you suck. You're telling yourself you suck, you're telling yourself you're not strong enough to be around junk food. And so whenever you go out to a party or you're going out and hanging out with friends, you go to the movies or you're on a vacation, what, you're going you're gonna to destroy all the food. Because every, every day you're training yourself, I can't be around food, so I hate that. So I see it as a crutch. So when you break your leg, you you know, you're on crutches. That's okay. But the longer term goal is I want to get rid of the crutches so I can walk, right? I want you to walk. And so as a starting point, get rid of the junk food from your house. Okay. Maybe that helps, but I want to reintroduce it back into my life. And so I go to Costco and I buy the, the, the biggest size bag. I love Doritos are my, I love Doritos. Mm -hmm. Doritos are my thing. Even now, even now as I'm talking about it, my mouth is watering a little bit because I want to eat some Doritos. <laughs> But we go to Costco, we buy the giant bag, like half human size bag of, of Doritos, and I stick it on my desk, and it's there in front of me all day long, every day, and I, it's a reminder to myself that I'm stronger than those Doritos. That, I think that's how you build self-respect.
And so anything that I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing it. Am I proud of myself for getting rid of the junk food from the house? No, I feel bad about myself because I'm not strong enough. Same thing with the alarm. Some people say, put the alarm out in the, in the living room, put the phone in the living room. So you have to get out of bed to go and turn it off. I think that, I think you're telling yourself that you suck, that you're not capable of having it right next to you. So if that's you, then I want to have the phone right next to me. And just to know that I can get up and just turn it off and get out of bed. Wow. Yeah, that's strong. That's a very interesting perspective. I've never that's real talk. That's real that's talk. That's real, real talk. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's real right there. Wow. So I just want to switch gears quickly and go into something I saw on your website that you built and then sold a biotech software company at 19. Like, could you take us through that process? So when I was 19, I had job offers, like, you know, dream jobs, 100K a year, travel around the world kind of stuff. And I, and I had an opportunity at the same time to, to join a biotech software company, own 30% of the company, make 300 bucks a month, and try to build up and scale this thing. And that was the hardest decision of my life. I didn't want to live with regret. And so the year before, I had decided uh, I would rather know and fail than not know. And so when this opportunity came around a year later, I said, well, I got to, I got to live what I've been saying. I'd rather know and fail than not know. So I said, you know what? I can always get another job, but I don't know if I'll ever get this chance again. And I, I would regret it if I didn't try at least. So, so I said yes to being uh, an entrepreneur. Science was my worst subject. I was not a techie at all. And now I, I had to go build this biotech software company. Uh, I was 19. I struggled. I sucked. I was making no money. I felt worthless. I was working my face off every day and just not getting results. And eventually I told my partner that I quit. And that was the worst day of my life because hearing me quit on something that I really cared about really was devastating. Um, I woke up the next day and said, I can't quit. I have to, I, but I have to find another way to do it because this, what I'm doing now is not working. You know, beans for lunch every day and just feeling like a loser. And so I said, somebody has figured this out. Like, who else has built a software company? And the first guy that came to mind was Bill Gates, who started Microsoft. I said, okay, how, how did he go from zero to one? Like, how did he get started? Maybe I have to learn something. And I, I modeled his strategies and, and soon had my first deal for uh, $13,500. And that was, you know, it may not seem like a lot, but that was life-changing money to me back then. And, and that started the, the path up to having success with the company. We then got deals with NASA and Johnson Johnson, some big companies, and I sold the company when I was 22. So got started when I was 19, struggled, sucked, eventually turned it around, and then got acquired when I was 22. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think it just goes to say a lot about, like, taking risk while you're young because a lot of people don't, like, understand that. Like, I mean, people that are listening that are, like, in Christian and I spot, like, we're young and like we don't have a lot to worry about. Like now is the time to take that risk. Like if you ever had the thought of being an entrepreneur, I feel like now is the time to like try it out because jobs are going to be available like later down the road. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I, I think now is the, now is always the right answer. Like it, it's easier when you're when you're young, but I'm I'm 38 now, 38, 39 in May. Great. Like if I was in a job that I hated as a 38, 39 year old, and I hated my life, now is the time. What, I'm gonna wait another 30 years of working for some company that I hate. You know, like now is always the right time. Now is, 
people wait for the perfect time, it never comes. And then, and then you end up in a retirement home regretting your entire life. So now is always the time. That's awesome. And I like what you were saying about how like you struggle with your company at first before you sold it. Cause when I saw your website that you sold the company in 19, I was like, Oh my God, like this guy's insanely like, talented. He sold it at 19. He's my age, but then I guess when others, it puts it in perspective how not everyone's perfect and it worked out in the end, even if well, nobody's perfect. Go back and look at the origin stories of anybody that you look up to and they struggled and failed a whole ton before they eventually succeeded. Right. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we just have a few more questions before we let you go. Uh, obviously, you've had tons of success on YouTube and Instagram. So we just wanted to uh, see if you had a few tips. I know it's different now than when you first started. Like, What are some trends you're seeing if someone's looking to start a YouTube or Instagram uh, channel? Just some tips. Well, first... First of all, Instagram, I've only been taken seriously for nine months. A, a, a year ago, I had 6,000 followers. Wow. Yeah, that's where Now we're at 126 we're at. or something, right? So it's not, not that different than when I started. I'm not that far away from starting on Instagram. 80% yeah. uh, of winning on, on any social media platform is one, daily content, and two, fire content. That's 80% of winning. If you're not winning on, on Instagram or YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, one, you're not posting daily, or two, your content sucks. And that doesn't mean you suck. It just means your content sucks for now. So work on it and get better. You know, like your first podcast probably sucks compared to what yeah. you can do now. Yep. And, and when you're a thousand episodes deep, you look back on this one and say, man, we suck great like, exactly you know you, you get better with practice the quantity leads to the quality you get better with more practice and so that's 80 percent of, of success on any platform daily content and making it fire like would you comment on your own stuff Word. if you that's weren't if you if it wasn't you would you comment on your own thing for most people it's a it's a hell no like mm -hmm. no nah, it's just okay but i wouldn't like that thing well that's the problem fix that like make stuff that makes you proud and you may not be good enough to do it yet, but with more practice repetition, you'll get there. Everybody's focused on the hacks and I love hacks. Dude. Like I'm, I'm all in on the hacks, you know, Instagram hashtag strategy versus YouTube, YouTube hashtags suck, will do nothing for you, but it'd be really impactful for Instagram. But if you're not posting daily and you're not posting fire content, no hashtag is going to save you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're looking for the hacks without the without the meat. Like it's the gravy without the meat. And ideally you have both, but most people focus on the wrong thing because doing the 80% is really hard work. To learn how to make good content daily is hard work, but it serves you for life. Like it took me 10 years to get to this part on YouTube. I started my, my first video came out April 2009. First video. So it took me 10 years to get here, but Instagram, I can go and get good really quickly because I understand the 80% of how to make daily fire content. It's the last 20% that I need to figure out, but that's usually pretty easy. Like the hacks of each platform is pretty easy. Exactly. You look at the Paul brothers, right? Logan Paul, yep. right? They were zero on YouTube, but they were huge Vine stars, right? Six second videos, Vine shuts down, they move to YouTube and blow up because they know how to make daily great content. Right? And now they go from making six second videos to 10 minute blogs. And they can jump to the next thing. Yep. 
So it's a skill that you want to learn that you'll be able to use it forever. It's all about how you adapt for sure. All right, so we just have a few quick questions we like to call it the lightning round that we always conclude with, and we'll get you out of here. So first, um, what would you do if you were in our position today, like being a college student at 19? I would explore as many things as possible until I find the thing that I want to come back to and do again and again and again. You love the process of And when you find it, like if it's podcast, like, man, we love, we tried a bunch of stuff, and podcast is a thing, then I would commit as much time as possible to blowing up my podcast and being the best in the world. So if you know what you want to do, go hardcore on it because that window is closing. And if you don't know, then try as many things as possible to figure out what it is that you want to do. Awesome. So second, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? And then also, what's the worst? Best advice is from my parents who said, believe in myself. So believe is my one word. They always said, you're Evan, just really Carmichael. You can, you can do anything you believe you can, which has always stuck. Worst advice, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's a lot good. of people say. I don't think that way. Alright, so what would you say the top side hustle would be to take on right now? The thing that you love doing that brings value to others. I think the worst thing for me is to say, hey, go do podcasting. Yep. Because it may not be the right thing for you. Like you gotta figure out yourself. That's why self-awareness is super important. This is why 80% of businesses will fail. They just take the wrong thing because they think it's a hot opportunity. If you don't love it, you're gonna lose. Like if you get into YouTube and you try to take on me, you're going to lose if you don't love it. Because the people who love it, I'm doing three videos a day. I have 24 people on my team. Like I love it. I breathe it. Right? And you guys for your podcasting and everybody else, if you don't love it, the people who do love it will destroy you. So you go do something that you love. 100%. Absolutely. All right. Then last question here. Uh, pretty deep one, actually. Pretty insightful. What would you put on a billboard for the whole world to see? Like if you could put a message on there. Believe, man. That's easy for me. Believe. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. We really appreciate your time. That was that was great. That was awesome. You dropped a lot of knowledge. Uh, focus on the road and us at the same time, which is pretty <laughs> pretty cool. So thank you for that. Drop some real talk. I hope. <laughs> yeah, for absolutely, sure. man. All right, be safe. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, guys. Much love. Hey guys, show some love for the Real Talk University podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. See you all next week.